In the weeks between episodes, we may discuss stories that we found interesting, but didn't have enough information to warrant a full discussion. This is one of those weeks. This is Vice and Villainy, reporting on the criminal and mysterious, we are your source for the stories that shape your world. And now, this week's story. If you were to ask most anyone from Cormir, Am, Kalimshan, or the Sword Coast to find Thruldar on a map, I have 50 gold coins that say they couldn't. Prior to the Spell Plague, Thruldar was an outpost of Estagun, which found itself under the control of the merchant kingdom of Durpar. Having purchased the kingdom of Estagun approximately 300 years prior, for 24 gems, they were content to teach their new vassals their customs and ways of trade, which also included a good measure of independence. Being an outpost, far from towns and the capital, the people of Thruldar were used to taking care of themselves. The woods in which the town was located provided plenty game, lumber, and toward the center in an abundant supply of truffles. It was this last thing that most people sought, as they could be sold to merchants for hefty sums, as demand for the delicacy outside the Shining Lands was ever-growing. With more and more denizens truffle hunting, they found they had to go deeper and deeper into the woods, as the supply was being over-harvested. Soon, they found that going further in wasn't benefiting them at all, and the number of people hunting for truffles began to dwindle. There were still some who waited it out, hoping the initial boom would quickly wear off and they could continue to profit handsomely. A good friend of mine, Sensu, is a sailor who transports goods all over Toril. He was in port at Cheviondat, picking up a shipment to take to the capital, Heldapan. There was a layover of three days while waiting for various goods to arrive and be loaded, so he spent a good amount of time taverning. One night, while enjoying a quiet meal and experiencing some new wine varietals, he overheard a table discussing strange stories from Thruldar. It seemed that several truffle hunters had gone out searching deep in the adjacent forest, but all got lost. For three days. And when they returned, their accounts were all similar and somewhat chilling. Very strange for three people who didn't travel with one another. Each had set out on the same day at different times. They followed different paths and trails they had used numerous times before, but each recounts that at some point it was as if they had become distracted and forgot the passage of time. After coming out of it, they found themselves in an unknown part of the forest. Looking around, each stated they didn't know how they got to the place they were. Each tried turning around and heading back, but it never led to a trail they were familiar with. Each attempted to use the sun as a guide, but still they could never find their way back. As evening set in, they each fashioned small shelters, gathering whatever food they could before total darkness befell them. Supposedly, each had tried to start a fire without success. The wood and tinder was dry, sparks were generated, but nothing would catch. Eventually, they did what they could to stay warm and fell asleep. In the morning, when the three awoke, each mentioned how everything had changed. 
The vibrant greens had faded and the forest was devoid of all color. The cracking of sticks and firmness of the ground disappeared, replaced with a wet slurping sound and unnatural softness. But the most disconcerting aspect was the silence. Forests are normally awash with life, birds chirping, rodents scurrying, the wind rustling the leaves. So a complete absence of that would be unsettling to say the least. While it was light, it seemed that gray clouds covered the sky, never dropping rain, but always threatening to. This also meant that the sun couldn't be seen, so using it as a compass was not possible. Each hunter attempted to find a water source, a stream, a brook, or a creek to follow, but whenever they did, it seemed to terminate in a murky, stagnant pool. With the ground as soft as it was, their footsteps never left footprints. The ground would rise back up as if they were walking on a sponge, so they could never be sure if anything else was around. Searching for edible food became more difficult. Everything appeared to be decaying or moldy. Clean water was also a rarity, and without fire, less than clean water couldn't be purified. They moved less and ate through their supplies, getting through the next two days on will, rationing, and prayer. On the third day, the weather and forest were the same. The only difference was that from the time they woke up until what they call the change, they all mentioned an overbearing feeling of being watched and a creeping sensation of despair, never fully setting in, but hovering on the edge of their consciousness. With no food and little clean water left, they each made efforts to pick a direction and follow it, breaking sticks and pushing them into the ground to try to mark their path should they get lost. After hours of hiking, that sensation of being distracted and forgetting time overcame each of them again, and when they finally realized it, the change occurred. Suddenly the forest was normal again. Wildlife was everywhere, the colors and vibrancy had returned, and the ground felt firm and dry. And the feeling of being watched was gone. Each found a familiar trail and was able to return home. They each recounted their story to the sheriff, who believed them, but didn't know what to do with the information. So he took his report and sent it off to Heldepan and suggested to all hunters not to return to the forest. I believed Sensu when he told me this story. Whether what he heard was true or a ghost story is anyone's guess, but there are strange things in this world, so it wouldn't surprise me. Please join our Discord and share what you know. We even have a channel where you can remain anonymous, protecting your identity. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ViceVillainyPod. Vice and Villainy is a CLDG production. Thanks for listening. This is Corey. You can find me on Twitter at dndiapers underscore.